I'm Nina Tara, art psychotherapist, and you are listening to Courageous Arts, A Deeper Dive, episode number seven. Excited for today's episode. I am talking to Deborah Porter. On her website, when you log on to it, you can have a look at core art journaling. She notes that she is a recovery artist, and the conversation that we have is absolutely brilliant. She takes a deeper dive into all the aspects that we potentially probably ignore. So, we're talking about her journey with addictions and that is both with food and alcohol and you know what I'm really really so grateful to Deborah for coming on because it's an extremely vulnerable place to be um, especially when you're continuously on your journey um, navigating whatever it is that creates obstacles and I am so so thankful and grateful that Deborah took the time and we have been trying to to work out appropriate times Deborah's um, doing some fantastic work in some journaling workshops um so yeah we i'm so grateful that we managed to to get some time in the calendar and in the diary and to be honest talking to her it didn't feel like i didn't know her at all it felt like we've known each other for such a long time so it was really lovely to chat to her I will leave you with the podcast, but as I always say, please, please do feel free to share, rate and review this podcast because every single rate, every single review, every single share helps me um, be able to reach more people and share the same message that I really want to share about normalising these conversations around mental health and breaking down those stigmas around seeking support. So I will leave you with this episode. Do have a listen and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thank you. Hello everybody, I have Deborah with me and she is from Core Art Journaling. We met on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really interesting, we were just talking about it before I started hitting record, that it's strange to sort of know each other on a social media platform, but this is the first time we're seeing each other because I'm recording this on Zoom and it's really nice to kind of put faces to names and get a real sense of each other. So we've been chatting ahead of time. So Deborah was educated in at the Winchester School of Art and then to it to London where she graduated and worked as an illustrator and graphic designer in the early 90s. We've actually got something else in common there, Deborah, because I also am a graphic designer. <laughs> Still, yeah, so there's many, many loads to talk about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, she moved back to Winchester in 2003. And during this time, had a breakdown and part of her rehabilitation was working with service users with mental health issues for Solent Mind. She used her art skills to run art and women's groups. After a move to France, she turned to art journaling to help her process depression and a journey of healing. She then moved back to the UK and went into recovery for alcohol and later at 30, um, eat, uh, 30 years old, an eating disorder. 
Her art journaling felt like the first safe space to connect and where she could truly be honest and unravel the reality of what she was feeling. For Deborah, art journaling is about having a visual conversation with herself. Her art journal is layered, messy and a real safe space to be honest, open and explore her new recovery world. She's now She now uses all of these learnt life skills and experiences to help others. Um, and that's absolutely brilliant. As I said to you before, when I read your bio, I got really excited about the conversation that we were going to have because we I mean I love journaling just the same as you but yours has so much depth to it and every time I see your stuff I'm like oh my god there are many 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 names in there yes and and you're right and even with our journey of recovery there can be so many layers and that really leads me to the first question I mean I don't really have to ask it we can just jump into it about you know when you were navigating mental health issues and you know how you kind of used this journaling to springboard um to create you know a space of growth and repair because obviously it didn't just happen it would have been over a period of time yeah I think um so with having a sort of arts background I've had like a sketchbook or something and and occasionally I dabble in and out but not anything particularly deep it was Mm. just like an outpouring almost and um I, when I was really not very well, I actually didn't create at all. I literally, for years, I could put down art. And um, I mean, I worked as a designer, but actually for myself, I didn't really create. And then um, after sort of lots of different things happening in my life, and I I had moved to France, I was living in the mountains in the Alps, um, Mm. and things were not good. Things had exploded back at home. Um, and I felt very isolated because obviously I didn't want to share with other people what was going yeah. on. It's a very small community, mm. expat community, etc. And um, I just very naturally found. I went. I think I bought. I bought some old books from the from a um, junk shop or, um, down in, down the mountain, mm. and I just sort of painted them white, and I started to literally write and find images it was as simple mm. as that and and I felt it was the it was really weird I remember the feeling I felt like I felt like I'd finally found a safe space where I could mm. I could put what was in my head without without judgment yeah you know um because I wasn't trying to make beautiful pieces of artwork where, where I think before it was there was a lot of judgment on everything mm. and um and I just I actually I felt like a revelation and then I kind of remember googling um something and I and it was called art journaling and mm. also there were other people that were doing it there was a woman called Orlia Alberini mm. very into processing things and and I just felt oh I'm not mad or or that this is a real thing this is yeah <laughs> yeah and um I just felt like I'd found a channel to put something into mm. and also I, I mean, I keep saying safe space, but, you know, because the way that I journal, I cover everything up. So I write, mm. I free flow. Then I they very deliberately cover things up. Mm. Sometimes things might kind of come through, but they and I and that is a very part of the process of yeah. of enabling me to be really honest. Yeah, because I don't want pretty pictures and, and I don't even know what's always going to come out. Mm. And the problem with me and. 
the reason why I ended up having a lot of addictions and things is because I, I didn't understand any of my feelings. Mm. I, I had no idea that, and I, and I kind of was brought up in a world where feelings were not great. You know, you're not allowed yeah. to express them. It's, yeah. not, it's not permissible. So um, I became something that I thought was like a survivor mm. in, a, in a situation. And yeah, so my journals or, or, and the altered book thing, I just love the whole yeah, upcycling. Yeah. And you, sometimes using the stories in the book, you know, they kind of come through as well. So yeah. like creating another story in, in a story. Within a story, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And something that you were saying really resonated with me about, you know, because you were saying like as a graphic designer, that work can be very judged and that can be very, um, you know, led by briefs and has to meet certain criteria and then to break from that for your own personal art making mm. where there is no space of judgment and it is a complete process mm. must have been quite tricky to kind of to get into that space where you weren't judging it yourself did you find that at all at the beginning well I walked away from graphic design I, I did it for 14 years mm. and it got more and more like we want you to do programming mm. we want you to do action script for, for flash and, mm. and and I was like I, I was quite fine art initially I wasn't I was an editorial illustrator but I in real but I wasn't that great <laughs> you know, because because I couldn't work to I, you know I, yeah, I, yeah. I still had this sort of fine art yeah re rebel in me almost yeah. and I never quite got got to that sort of very succinct style of working mm -hmm. that you know was going to be able to repeat it and repeat it and repeat yeah it. yeah which is kind of what what the illustrating I was doing was was like and the, so yeah. the graphic design was great because I got a job you know that was that was the big thing you know you got to survive you got to get a job but um it kind of took your soul away because it was like well we like that this bit of this and a bit of this and a bit of that and can you put that into the final piece it's like yeah. that the story's gone yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah yeah but it was just that was reality you know yeah. I, I so I walked away because um I was sitting on a computer for 12 hours a day um I didn't want to do programming um and then that's when I had my breakdown actually mm -hmm. <laughs> fitted mm. that in <laughs> <laughs> yes. check yeah <laughs> Ready, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting what happens internally where the body and the mind lets you know that something is not working and for you in that space it was that breakdown mm. where you know nothing was resonating nothing was feeling and then that that journey journey to that journaling where there was that freedom and what you said um about you know, didn't really know how to understand my feelings. And I think there's a, a thousand million people out there mm. and say exactly the same thing. I can put my hands up too. Mm. I'm exactly the same um, on occasion. And I need to kind of have a, a process where I can lean into something else other than language. And I think that's such a powerful space to be in as you, you the way you're describing yeah, it. It's a sort of non-verbal mm. level of processing your emotions it's kind of a really deep mm. insight that I would I don't go to my page knowing what's going to be yeah, coming yeah. out um and I, and for me and for when I'm working with other people I just mm. say you've got to let go 
and that's where the magic happens which mm. might sound like a bit trite but actually it is really true mm. because you don't know what's going to come out yeah absolutely so you're essentially you're doing your own art therapy well <laughs> that's really is, what it sounds like I have I mean I'm always really careful that I'm not I'm not clinical no and, but... and, and actually there is a space for that as well yeah because, yeah um can be therapy. I have a you know I've worked with mental health patients obviously mm. and um I'm a you know first aider and all the rest of it but but it's a different space you Mm. know it's just Mm. a space for people who just I mean at at its most base level it's a place to put out your thoughts and your feelings yeah absolutely and 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 maybe create visually Mm. connecting to that it's as simple as that really yeah and I think there's so much power in that in having a visual language yeah creating a visual language because actually it is another language and you know and the way you're using in a therapeutic way is so powerful because actually it's your conversation with your own pieces yeah it's your process yeah absolutely and being able to put something down in those layers is actually physically you know emotionally like putting something physically down I mean if you look you can't always see but there mm. is so much going on I mean mm. some people and, and part of me is like kind of gone oh god um and and throughout the years it's obviously changed um and there's sometimes I feel like I need to breathe and I'll do pages that mm. are just really simple yeah. but yeah. that's kind of what how that's my development in the way mm. that I'm art journaling yeah but um you know but I also like um, I'll put things down and I'll rip them up again mm. um and I don't mind that um because it can be exciting what Mm. what happens by not being precious by not saying oh no that's a final piece of artwork I'm going to leave it no I'm gonna just take because I use a lot of collage as well Mm -hmm. and I'm into upcycling and and I and I was actually sort of asking myself yesterday because I was Mm. I've dyed a lot of papers and things Mm. and I and I really old pieces. I hold on to pieces. Mm, <laughs> I've got pieces of artwork that are thirty or forty years old. Wow. And for some reason, I didn't get rid of them. I mean, mm. I've got rid of other stuff, but not these. And um, I was kind of thinking, why do I feel so great doing mm, this? Mm. And I realised that I was processing a sort of a, a past bit of my life. Like I had a piece yet today. I was doing it. It was thirty years old. It was for when mm. I was at art college. And I'm kind of honoring it and giving it a worthy place in my art journal and it's beginning and becoming part of another story Mm. and and that feels really satisfying you know all the stuff that you keep in your drawers you know letters and photos and you never look at them yeah absolutely they just stay there and for years and years and years and you think oh my god 10 years ago I last looked at that box of photographs Mm. Mm. And I've never done anything with them, and then you put them back again. Yeah, absolutely. They get hidden. So something you said really struck a chord with me about honoring something from the mm. past and bringing it now mm. into your story and weaving it in in yes. a new way. It's, it's really so nice. Powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So powerful that it doesn't have to be discarded. It can mm. be like woven in into where you are now because we change all the time don't we and yeah, that's it's, so beautiful I was I, it, I I've only just realized that it takes me I, I'm a bit slow on processing things sometimes but I kind of just kind of I did I kind of why am I feeling like this yeah. and I realized that I had this I had a letter that I went to I went to Australia in 1988 mm. I, I kept that airmail letter you know Jesus I, I cannot believe <laughs> how much I keep but I just 
to, yesterday was the day that I found I found well, I found it a while ago but yesterday was the day that it got placed somewhere mm, yeah it had a, it still had a story yeah it still had a part in your story and often yeah. when you say you keep so much sometimes it can feel a bit like treasure yeah you know keeping yeah. the, these little you know notes and and pieces of artwork mm. and it <clears throat> you know because they still have a story potentially to tell yeah yeah well it's yes it's been placed in another part of the story now so yeah and, and that feels okay it feels like I've done I've done my job now yeah yeah yes absolutely and you as you said um something about completing a conversation mm. with that with that piece and uh, and of, of, often when we're going through different processes you know, it can be something that we need to bring in from the past that can be. And that's what I think I really love about your journaling is, you know, as you said, the magazines and when I'm doing my own is very different. Mm. But when you when I see your pieces and the layers and the conversation that's happened in each layer mm. Mm. is it's really I mean, taking that now, because now you said because you were working um, with people with mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. And how have you developed that? How did you find well, yourself developing that? I just desperately wanted to share what I had because I know it works. That was the kind of passion that I had is that, you know, this has taken me through and, it, you know, it hasn't just been a sort of one year. I mean, it's, it's taken me, it's taken me through my recovery. Mm. You know? um, and I'm like, I, I want other people to get this. Um, yeah. And I kind of also had this, um, having gone to art college and had people say to me, oh, you're not a painter or, you know, don't you dare do that. I'll fail you. And, mm. and, and I, and I, they, I call them like art wounds, you know, mm. and people have them. I mean, people like say to me, I can't draw. I've been told I was rubbish at drawing at school. Mm. Therefore I'm not an artist. And so this is a sort of side passion of mine that I call it art for all. I, I mm. desperately want other people who think that they're not creative to feel that they can, they have they can do this this is not mm. about having art skills this is just about letting go and allowing yourself to be guided yeah. so um i've kind i've done um some cams work with vulnerable young teenagers mm. it, teenagers love it yeah. they love the fact they can cover up <laughs> you know all their words yeah so for them that might be the first time that they can genuinely put out how they genuinely yeah. feel yeah um as opposed to uh, the right answers that they think adults want yeah yeah um so I've done I sort of I did a big 10 week session with them um which was really magical it was enough to see the transformation mm. um we ended up uh with four teenagers who really got it mm. you who wanted to come in straight away and start their free flow mm. who um we're more than happy to experiment with all the different art materials that I can bring in and the different processes. And um, yeah, that was, that was really good. It was quite powerful. Mm. And the latest one I've done is a social prescribing project, which is um, art in the community in Andover. Mm. And that was really interesting as well. Um, all, all so, it's some self-referred and some referred by the GPs. Mm. And to, because I think it, what what I quite want to do is I want people to, to carry on doing it afterwards if they can, yeah. so that they help with their own resilience. It kind mm -hmm. of helps build their resilience a bit. So you know, it's not just coming to a workshop and then walking away and putting yeah. it down and never doing it again. Um, if people resonate with it and they find that they 
really enjoy doing it. Then they carry on. And out of that social prescribing project, I got four people I know have carried on doing it. Brilliant. And that makes me really happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they're using it. Yeah. And it really made me think about when you said you, you didn't have an emotional way, your emotional language, and you didn't know how to explore your emotions. And actually, now you're in the process of, of showing teenagers yeah. that you can learn it much earlier. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I wish I'd had something like that. Yeah. That's all I can say. So, um, yeah. And that's often the way we kind of get drawn to the work, you know, whatever it, it is. That the work, yeah. yeah. And something that's been lacking for us that we've mm -hmm. learned now and we know is going to be beneficial. And especially like, you know, as you were saying, a, a, a transitional skill that they can take outside and yes. have that as their own language and go on to create and create and create. And, mm -hmm. and certainly in terms of it being a, an inexpensive way to... Yes make yeah. art well that's the other thing that is yeah. accessible isn't it because yeah. you, can, you can find a book on your bookshelf that you yeah. know you haven't a hardback book that you haven't even bothered to look at for 20 years yeah you're off and you just got recycled materials yeah. blue stick a pair of scissors and some old magazines yeah a few color a few bits of paint and you're off yeah I, I like that I think that that really does make it accessible to people absolutely and also um in terms of each individual piece is somebody's story. Yes. And nothing, you know, can be the same. I mean, even you could give them a theme, you could give somebody a theme, but whatever the theme is, everybody will engage in their own way. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And yeah. it's wonderful that you've been able to, to transform your experience in this way where you're kind of sharing it in in such a way that others are able to access it at a much earlier time in their life. Yeah, I, I'm really happy. You know how they people sort of say you eventually find all your elements that have happened in your mm. life end up being eventually, well, for me, I'm very lucky I found it. You know, mm. I've, so I've got my background in my design and my arts. Mm. I've got my background with mental health. I've got, you know, um, my arts background and obviously working. I, I also teach, I used to teach English as a foreign language to teenagers mm. when I was abroad. So so all of those things have come together um and because i know it works i i'm i kind of live it and breathe it I'm afraid. yeah absolutely art journaling yeah yeah well no it's, it's an, an incredible dialogue it's, it's an incredible way of of being able to explore these feelings but i, I imagine as you said when you were feeling incredibly low mm. that that wasn't accessible to you you couldn't find a way to do it until you were ready i don't know if you feel like taking us back there to kind of explore that time when you were feeling you know and because we can can't we we can feel like we've got the black dog and yeah and i mean really I, I um so i i kind of come from so I, I did have childhood depression. Mm. I didn't use my arts then. I turned to food. Mm. That was my thing. Food was my comfort. Um, and then I, um, God, I, you know, I, in and out of my life, I've had um, mental health issues. Um, I, I went in the 90s to try uh, to get treatment for my eating disorder because it mm. turned into bulimia. Um, but um, and it kind of got a bit better. I did a bit of art therapy then. I remember mm -hmm. I remember not being able to even talk in my art mm -hmm. in, in my um, therapy. And she suggested that I draw out what I was feeling, which was mm -hmm. quite interesting. And but mm -hmm. um, so I did that and I've had 
gosh, I've had CBT and, mm, you know, I've, and I've had EMDR yeah. and I've, I've had lots of things. But the, pro- the issue was, was um, I had the eating disorder, but I also was, dr- was drinking. I, mm. I, I learned um, very early on that, <clears throat> I mean, it was like a transition of just, right, well, drink's the next thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I kind of grew up. Um, and spent my 20s and 30s drinking heavily mm. um, thinking it was and, and it was okay for a bit because everybody else was um, and then um, I just carried on drinking heavily and everybody yeah. else grew up and had children and families yeah and yeah and I still, still carried on drinking and I have my eating disorder so I had quite a dysfunctional life mm. um, and as most people with addictions now you kind of have like um, a, a mask of yeah. one person and then you close the door and then there's another person sort of yeah 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 um so yeah so that all kind of happened and but I so in 2014 when I really started my art journaling I was still drinking Mm. my journals are all about stopping drinking Mm. stop you know kind Mm. of having conversations with myself Mm -hmm. about alcohol and Mm. all the rest of it and I look back and I'm like oh my god you know yeah and um and that journal in 2014 was really powerful and I actually um I I saw another artist do this and I thought I'm going to do this so I I took it back Mm. to England and I dragged it through the sea oh wow (laughs) and then I Mm. took all the pages out I dried them all and I put them into Mm. another journal so I processed it Mm. I literally physically processed all that stuff in that journal because that it was quite painful a lot Mm. of it Mm. Um, and that was really therapeutic but I was still drinking and I still have my eating disorder (laughs) and so when I came back to the UK things hadn't changed Um, I thought I'd come back and I'd be different I wasn't Um, and that's when I finally surrendered and went into AA that's so powerful you just said I finally surrendered yeah I fought it so yeah and I think often that can be the key can't it just that surrendering of something oh yeah I was you know I pushed it right to the Mm. end of the road Mm. and I was just very lucky that I mean I you know I was very lucky that nothing really truly dreadful happened but Mm -hmm. but hey I didn't get married I didn't have children I didn't Mm. have any relationships Mm. so actually you know there was something that did happen it just wasn't materialistic it wasn't Mm. you know Mm. I never I never connected with anybody so yeah Yeah. yeah. so that was um, and then obviously I once I was sober I could deal with my eating disorder yeah because I couldn't deal with it when I was drinking yeah and I think you know it really reminds me of um uh, Gabor Mate I don't know if you've ever come across his his work and he talks about um uh, sometimes we can have addictions when there's something else in our life that's in deficit you know there's a deficit of something Mm. and then then we need something else to lean on and when we're leaning on these things, it can not only bring external judgment, but that internal judgment, as you said in that journal in 2014, where you, you that was all about the alcohol, and then the the process of actually the body movement of taking it through the water mm. and physically moving it, and you know processing it in that way, must have been quite powerful for you. Well, I think I'm, I'm really, it's quite interesting that you brought that whole body movement thing up because mm. that's bubbling away somewhere oh oh wonderful <laughs> yeah and I know that you you follow someone that I follow yeah, who, I'm like I love yeah. stuff yeah, because yeah. I have such a bad connection to mind body yeah um 
but that there's something about that you know really thrashing it out physically but making marks you know actually putting your mark down and there's there's something very powerful and there's definitely something bubbling about in my background about that but that's for our sort of after lockdown I think yeah yeah and as you said and especially now and you've brought in lockdown we're very you know we're stationary even now we're not sitting in the same room we're sitting miles away from each other in front of a screen we know idea of what we smell like you know each other in no sense yeah legs and feet and nuances yeah yeah, Yeah. so we're missing all those so that thing about really needing to move the body I really I've noticed that about myself so I've been going for walks every single day whether it's raining or yeah yeah just needing that movement so yeah yeah. and so I was thinking about you saying about that resonance with that body movement the Mm. mind body Mm. Um, and that's probably that as you said that next stage of your your self-inquiry part of what I do in my workshops is mindful mark making Mm. which is to try um well to stop the inner critic that says Mm -hmm. you can't draw and again this that actual process is not about drawing a picture it's not about drawing an object it's a literally as carnal as it gets it's making a mark yeah it's as simple as it gets but that mark is pure expression because Mm. I ask people to have their eyes closed and Mm. to different tools and people really enjoy it because they get this time Mm. where they're just no one's looking at anyone no one's judging yeah. anyone and it really is just making a mark that's yeah. all and, yeah. and thank, thank god no one's asking anything of anybody um, and and that's a really powerful thing as well i think for absolutely you said about it being carnal and i was just yeah. thinking about really it taking us back to very very early childhood mm. where mm. it was just you know paint splash mm. on the canvas and the beauty yeah. and the power of that and actually something else earlier on that you said, you know, people saying they somebody told them in school they were rubbish at drawing yeah. and that and then revisiting that part, that very, very young part that needed yeah. to kind of still explore and bringing yeah. that back I, I into their lives to be creative. Yeah. To, but they, you know, they, they kind of keep coming up with blocks to say, oh, I can't mm. do this. Or actually, yeah. and, and they're so scared. I mean, I've, I've gone through that myself, mm. like, oh, God, I don't want to paint because it's going to be rubbish mm. or oh, I don't want to paint because I just can't I can't bear the fact that I'm going to produce something that's crap. You know, I can't yeah, bear yeah. the fact that, you know, and now I, I find that that's why I'm so incredibly comfortable with my journals, because mm. all of that goes because there's there's just no there's there's none of that you know it's not a canvas it's not it doesn't even matter and you know and I I will paint over something Mm. and and that has transferred into my own you know if I do work on canvas and things I have Mm. I have kind of changed how I work but I still am very in love with my journal Mm. oh gosh I'm in love with your journals when I see pages on Instagram as I said to you the other day I have I've not been able to do any journaling for a little while and I saw your uh little video and I thought god I really need to sit down I really need to yeah just needed to sit then it just was a reminder and I still haven't done it very much yeah that I'm I'm very 
if people want to I'm very into them using their hands to use yeah. the pain and feel the pain yeah. and spread the pain and mm. and because there's something really ta- about that tactile, tactile and that yeah. child feeling yeah. and just just enjoying it really absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. and it is as you said there's so many senses you know sensory parts in our hands and that's where we mm. we we learn actually very very early on that's where we reach out to touch grab another person's finger to walk or you know Mm. reaching for mum's breasts or you know Mm. whatever it is that we're doing when we're very very young and so we lose that and so that lovely sensation of touching paint and moving it around and that's so you know it really and again like you said that other one with the, the body movement um really is resonating deeply with me as well so somewhere along the line we've been taking similar (laughs) similar things haven't we we've been I know well I enjoy I I love seeing what you're doing as well I think just um I think Instagram can I mean I really only follow people that I'm inspired or want to see yeah um everything else is not not for me but um it's always really lovely to see what what comes out it's it's really good to connect because if we hadn't to be honest we wouldn't be having this conversation like no I mean Instagram's kind of cool for that really isn't it yeah yeah I think if you're using it in everybody uses it differently yeah yeah but certainly in terms of using it for art and sharing and resonating and you know authenticity and whatever you want to call it you know that kind of that for that I find it really really um nurturing I yeah. find aspect really nurturing yeah. oh brilliant it's so nice to hear your journey and the struggles that you've been through and yeah well recovery never stops you see yeah That's one thing that sometimes I wish I could get off the bus and yeah and um but actually um I have to so as I'm no better in a way than I ever was when I first started I have mm. to work at it every single mm. day mm. um and I don't have a choice mm. because if I stop, then it's because it's all about the thinking. Mm. They're all you can have any substance in the world. It can be gambling, sex, yeah. um, food, yeah. alcohol. It could be anything. Yeah. What it is, and we, I mean, you know, people say it's like having a hole in your soul, mm. and you're desperately trying to fill it up with something, mm. and th- that you can help with it but it you know there's it you know your thinking can come back so mm-hmm. um that's why I like the idea of art journaling every day I don't mm-hmm. I don't always do you know I tend to have two journals on the go at the same time um I'm really impatient so I don't wait for things to dry up yeah. and then get the other one out <laughs> get the other one. Yeah, you've got so much to um, say. yeah and just I can be a bit fast and furious sometimes um and yeah. I don't always do full, I don't do double page spreads. You know, I, I will have lots of different pages on the go at the same time because yeah. I'll literally do something like empty a roller full of ink on one mm-hmm. page and then mm-hmm. the next. Um, and so, you know, it's, it can be quite prolific mm. because you're kind of doing stuff. But it, even if it's 10 minutes a day yeah, um, and it might just be writing, um, you know, I mean, I sometimes it can be a bit luxurious to sit down for that's why I do these little hour workshops mm-hmm. online and mm-hmm. and in fact I need them as much as mm-hmm. other people do because it gives us all that time and that space yeah. to sit and write and to you know yeah. all up and things so 
yeah yeah and it's also that community that you create isn't it yeah that's beginning to happen actually yeah. I'm getting a lot of people coming back mm. especially at the moment they're like oh god I really need mm. yeah. I really need this space because I, I I tell people that this is your hour you've given yourself mm. this self-care art journaling hour mm. and you can see people going yeah I have actually I've given myself this hour and I'm like light a candle get yourself a cup of tea you know get your stuff around you mm. and let's let's do this for an hour yeah and um and it's good it it was re- I did one last Saturday out oh it was good yeah mm. um, I'm gonna do another one I'm gonna do I'm doing some special lockdown prices because you know everyone's struggling a bit yeah so um next one's Saturday sixth of feb i think yeah i think that's brilliant and also what i'll do is at the end and the show notes i will share all your links so that if people mm. want to join in to any that you yeah. have in the, the coming months look. that Come will be yeah, absolutely see, see what you think yeah, absolutely <laughs> jump in there and see if something resonates and even if it you know i think people can often put themselves off thinking oh i haven't got the magazines and actually yeah. you don't have to have the magazines you need envelopes you can yes you know, exactly old newspapers or postcards or cards or you know I whatever you've got all sorts of things um, yeah a good cheeky one is bubble wrap at the moment yeah and he's great printing with bubble wrap it's so cool yeah it's, it's really cool texture. i do and i'm like yes this is cool <laughs> i still think that you know it never, never wanes that at all it's the wonder of something isn't it and i think yeah. um you know you know something that keeps coming to my mind again is that surrendering is if you're you know you're letting other people know that actually if you surrender you give yourself permission you can use this the way you need to and actually that's a brilliant thing to be um learning as a new pattern yeah i mean i'm i make my art to keep well yeah yeah absolutely and as you said you know i think there's this there's um often a struggle internal struggle when people are impacted by different things imagining and wanting so desperately to be better to be on the other end of something and as you said which is really important that it's always an ongoing process yeah it's really yeah. important to remember that it can be an ongoing process. It can be an ongoing dialogue and a journey and a relationship. It, it will never stop. There is no finite end. There mm. is no Valhalla. There is no, no you know, there, this is it. This, this is it. Mm. There's no dress rehearsal. Yeah. And so, you know, there is no such thing as perfection. Just enjoy, enjoy the mess. Yeah the journey enjoy the learning you know some of it is uncomfortable for sure mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable but um you know I, I i i'm still i mean i call myself a compulsive i'm still struggling with my food i'm i'm mm. not bulimic but i'm i'm still struggling especially over lockdown oh my mm. god and um i'm just about to try and do some sort of personal work on like habits i'm thinking mm how do you get good habits and mm. bad habits and and I think lockdowns really emphasize that mm. for people because we're all trying to survive and daily routines and yeah you know, how can I sort of what habit can I create that's good how do I get rid of bad habits and I'm kind of a bit fascinated by that at the moment so absolutely and you, and you know and it's really worth uh, noting as you said we're in lockdown and I found myself comfort eating yeah yeah I'm finding myself snacking on things I really don't need I'm not even hungry but my my mind and my body are saying I want comfort yeah you know and it's worth many of us out there absolutely that, yeah. and it's really worth being able to give ourselves a little bit of a break because yeah at the moment these are such extraordinary times where they're, 
we're massively the yeah. weirdest time in the world <laughs> absolutely and and of course we're we're in like our third lockdown and we're in the winter season so in the yeah. summer we i know i had the luxury of having the studio the tour was different, wasn't yeah. it? i mean i have to say you know they said monday was blue monday i didn't get blue monday i got kind of weak wednesday <laughs> I, I literally woke up today and i and, and i and i was like I want to go back to bed. I want to pull yeah. the covers over and I want yeah. to go back to bed. And I really did feel like that. Yeah. And I know that that's when things aren't good for mm. me, you know, when mm. I kind of just switch out the world. Mm. And I was like, no. So I did, I did literally, I said to myself, you just got to do the next step. Mm. Of doing a, you know, it's, not, it's all about self-care for me first thing in the morning. Mm. And then I do the next step after that. And I was like, right, you do that. And then you do the next step. And it was as simple as that. Absolutely. And I managed to get a dance in a little sneaky 10 minute dance. Brilliant. I, normally do. I thought, okay, things are getting good. You know, <laughs> things are getting better. And, and, you know, that is, that is how I've got through today. Yeah. Literally one little thing at a time. And yeah. I haven't gone back to bed. Yeah. Do you know, day. I want to thank you so much for sharing that because that is the reality of where we all are. And I think when we're using social media and we're seeing other people doing other things, it can build up this, this story that someone else is able to manage and someone else is able mm. to do this and why am I not doing better and actually we can all be feeling yeah actually you know sod this <laughs> I want to go back to mm. bed I don't even want to get up mm. and actually that can be real and as you said one step is the most powerful way of being present managing that okay what's the next step and I love that you've shared that because um, it's really important for other people to know because it, it can sometimes yeah. be one step at a time and that is good enough. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely powerful, isn't it? And silly little things like I got up and I made my bed, mm. you know, because I care. Yeah. Because I know that when my mental health is starting to go down, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have a shower. I don't make my bed. Things are not going well. Yeah. But but if I do that automatically and I make myself do it, mm. then I'm already showing myself that I care enough. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny you're saying that. I'll get Sometimes I get to the end of the day and I can't be bothered to brush my teeth. <laughs> yeah. I, I, give my, I literally give myself like a child. I'm like, well done. Yes. You've cleaned your, and you've, had, you've brushed it. This is a good day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're ending it well because you've taken care of yourself. Or even yeah. thinking about drinking water and yeah. reminding myself to, you know, drink water. And then now I've got a, a new watch that reminds me if I've been oh, gosh. for too long. It's only a, a, a cheap thing. But yeah. basically, I've set the timer on it to remind yeah. me that I've been sitting for 60 minutes because otherwise I will sit forever. And then I wonder why I'm aching. Good. You've got a little thing, a, a little tool there yeah, to, uh, buzzy, buzzy tool but I, I haven't yeah. used it because I keep saying to myself I need to move around more yeah I don't so I really love that you've shared that because I think it's so important for us to normalize these things because you know pretty much most of the population are probably feeling that right now I think so I think this is as hard as hard as it gets mm. for everybody at the moment yeah. yeah absolutely and it's really for me when I hear somebody else say that like, like I've just heard you say that it feels like oh actually I'm not alone no that can happen to everybody else when I'm looking at Instagram thinking oh they're up making art and I haven't done anything and actually the reality of it is something quite different it really we're very is. yeah I, I, I mean you know we I have <laughs> lots of little mantras to sort of keep me but I, mine is stay in my own lane because stay I'm you know I'm really always 
I mean, we are all as human beings very fallible and we do we do compare. I'm sorry. Yeah, we do. We do, but it's it's what we do with that once we've done it that's more important. You know, yeah. don't don't deny yourself that you might be comparing, but yeah. what do you do with that information? And yeah. that's where the, the power is. You know, you can choose Absolutely. to resolve yourself with it, or you can choose to go go. Yeah, okay, yeah, mm, yeah, all right, but no, oh yeah, okay. You know what? Put that to one side. I need to concentrate on what I'm doing now. Yeah, and that's really brilliant because actually it's really making me think very long and hard about a podcast I want to do about the inner critic. Oh. It's really, yeah, we talked a little yeah. bit about that, didn't we, in the beginning? Yes. That's been bubbling <laughs> that's away. a really good one to do. Yeah, it's really yeah. been bubbling away. And actually my inner critic is saying, you can't talk about that because you don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just having two conversations with yourself in your head I've got too many it. inner critics <laughs> and actually it's, it's great because you just took me on to the next uh question about your favorite quote and the one that you said about oh yeah in my own lane but that was a lovely one but do you have any others I do I do and this one oh my god it's so beautiful mm. it's um art is a wound turned into light oh wow by George Brock Art is a wound turned into, I'm just writing this light down, turned into light by George Brach. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I can just feel it. Oh, wow. Yeah, because when we think about wounds and we think about the pain of wound mm. and for that to be turned into a light that can be, you know, mm. guiding us to somewhere, somewhere different. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's is. just my kind of, as you said that, it just felt, it almost felt healing. Yeah. Something very, I love it. Yeah. That's absolutely astounding. So, yes, I'll be sharing that on yeah. the show notes so that if anyone wants to keep that, because I yeah. really do find, because you know me, I do share a lot of quotes and I do share yeah. a lot of things. I like your quotes. I just find that they just catch me when I need yeah. to be caught the most. You just need that little, yeah. it's like a little helping hand, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like a little wall that I can lean on, Yeah. get my balance. You and then take, as you take said, from yeah. them what you want. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I do love that one. I might even print that out and put it by yeah, my desk. I put it on my wall. I saw you <laughs> reading. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I just kind of, I feel that quote. I just yeah. feel yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's what it is. Sometimes it can resonate so deeply. Yeah. It actually touches you inside yeah. somewhere, doesn't it? It touches a, a wound or a place of pain or place of something or love or whatever it is that's beautiful and I was going to say are you ready for the quick fire round I have I've written them out have you <laughs> had a little look I did because I've been listening to other podcasts have you know you do know don't you <laughs> I always do you know when I'm recording these I always think it's just me and the person no. talking oh, and they're all out there listening you know yeah. one other person going it's just me it's just I me think, out here I just think it's me listening to them on my own <laughs> <laughs> just having my own sort of little oh. uh, internal happiness there's one other person somewhere quietly <laughs> yes I hope so well, it's just us three then <laughs> yeah. and my inner critic <laughs> oh and your inner critic yeah well I've got one too so there's a That's party <laughs> positively a, po a party now yes it is <laughs> actually we should be careful with social distancing shouldn't we <laughs> 
Oh gosh, it's been brilliant absolutely talking to you. It's really lovely because it's the first time we've we've actually met because we've been yeah. trying to connect for a while. I know, but I knew that we'd get on. It was, yeah, it's been so tricky with time. But yeah, I mean, this doesn't feel like I've not known you at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be having to do more of these podcasts. Yes. I think, Deborah. <laughs> yes. Is the answer to that. Yeah, brilliant. Oh gosh, I've got tears <laughs> in my eyes laughing. Okay. So <laughs> quick fire round. Right. Or talking. Definitely talking. Yeah. And um, what's your favourite colour? Well, um, I came up with Marjorelle Blue. Oh, wow. Do you know Marjorelle Blue? I do not, no. Um, if you go to Marrakesh, they have mm. this amazing, I love, it, it's this oh, blue. Wow. It can be like electric blue, but Marjorelle mm. Blue, they have it in the Berber houses mm. and in Casbars. It's an amazing blue. Oh, it yeah. sounds like a holiday blue. It's, um, it's um, um, Yves Saint Laurent has, has a villa out in Marrakesh. Oh, wow. It's this blue, just um, yeah, look up Marjorelle. How are you spelling that? M A M A J O R E double L E Marjorelle. I will look that up. And I even bought a pot of the paint out there. Oh, that's oh, I and, see. And what what I've done is I've just gone through all my Marrakesh photos. Oh. and just now. And oh, really? It feels so good. Oh gosh, what? Oh my God, Marrakesh, take me back there. Do you know? It's really funny. I put a little post up the other day about color. Yes. And I hadn't realised today. You can see on the thing. I do. And I've, I've seen your nails. And I know. Because they're at, if anyone, because this is the podcast, they are aqua green. <laughs> yeah. The colour of, 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 of the sea Yay. and the bottom of the sea that's clear Absolutely. and in Greece. And they're beautiful. Yeah, that's exactly what it reminded yes. me of. And I was in session today with somebody and they noticed my nails yes. and they said, oh, God, it reminds me of being on holiday. Yeah. Instantly in that moment, I was transported where my feet were walking along the sand and the water was lapping against oh, my toes and it's oh, instant what color can mm. do and that's mm. and that's exactly you know it reminds me of like your journaling instant what that process can yeah. create yeah. you don't have to wait for it it doesn't you know and then then the power of it is that it reveals itself to you over time yeah it's strong wonderful it? absolutely yeah. yeah oh yeah no I'm not going to put these out as videos because I had thought about doing that but Oh gosh, it's so. That's another. another it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, another, another another time when I'm another epic a little learning curve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you have to trust Deborah's um, <laughs> color because yeah. yeah, they are bright. <laughs> yeah. Um, last book you bought or downloaded? Well, I, I've just bought. Having listened to another podcast by Dr. Chatterjee, mm. so he had um, a guest on and a guy called James Clear, and it's called Atomic Habits. Um, and I'm really keen because I'm obviously I kind of looking at this habits and recovery and good habits yeah. and bad habits and and so I'm just reading his book yeah and I have actually, it on my bed and I, I just read a little bit at the end of the yeah. day um, write a few notes and that's it yeah. digest it and actually habits are really interesting aren't they um because it, it's our behavior and what is what is classed as good what is classed as bad what's classed as healthy what's unhealthy and how we how we generate these habits so we should do another podcast later on when you've done more I'm, I'm fascinated by it and I, and I want to sort of use it in my private arts project mm, yeah. yeah brilliant because the other thing that I kind of on my fridge I've got like it's if you do one small thing mm. change and do it every day yeah that is part of personal growth and yeah absolutely you could create a new behavior 
Yeah, time, it doesn't have to be big, it's just a time thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just creating a new pathway in the brain and yeah. creating new behaviours is brilliant. Um, would you rather be able to speak every language or talk to animals? Well, every language, because imagine the power that you yeah. and the help that you can do by being able to talk to all these different people about all and all these different things, things yeah. you learn and find out. And gosh, it'd be amazing. It'd just be mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Travel around the world and just you be, know, to be one and survive and and be with people and converse with them and, yeah. yeah and actually understand them as well not yeah. feel um too confused I guess I don't know there's another another um guest said silence oh, and I yeah. thought that was quite powerful as well yes <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm I'm kind of I'm always talking to my animals <laughs> yeah well I don't know I love talking to my app to my um my dog but I, I'm kind of glad that we're not having too much of a chit chat actually because she <laughs> probably say a few things i wouldn't want to hear yeah they're the best kind of uh, lockdown buddies aren't yeah, they she's my, oh she's just awesome yeah. Oh. yeah um fill in the blank my yeah. superpower is... oh this is such a good one because i did think about this and i had to sort of say um that's not very honest is it debs yeah. so um i kind of really thought about it and i thought it's being curious oh yes curiosity yeah gosh that's really... learning yeah that's um, stopped me my tracks that one new new techniques mm. finding out about other new artists mm. um exploring this this sort of different sort of habits and I just mm. I'm curious curiosity being curious yeah yeah and I do you know I love that because actually curiosity is often where we can um create platforms for change yes and create platforms yes. for self-inquiry and expression yes. and exploration and flexibility. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Favourite season? Spring. Spring, yes. It's really nice. I can't nice. wait for my tulips to come up. Do you know, I've been walking in the park and I've noticed like little buds on the buds. trees. Oh, I've been getting quite excited. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and I, um, you know, I, and no one, I am. Um, and we need our seasons because mm. that's when we start to look forward to spring and, mm. and and actually we really miss them i think as human beings yeah. you know as evolutionary human beings the seasons are, are part of our makeup aren't they mm. but um spring is you know when i start to see the crocuses come out and i just feel like yeah we're coming alive again yeah and i love green as well oh, green beautiful fresh green that comes out yeah, and actually it's really been a time for immense pause, hasn't it? And it feels like, oh gosh, are we gonna keep get moving? Are we I mean my highlight to be honest at the moment, I get really excited going to Tesco's. Yeah, well I'm with you there. <laughs> going I to get put something on my Instagram because I've dressed up, I've got my mask and my hat and my <laughs> earphones, and I'm going, This is how I go shopping. This <laughs> yes. is the new norm. Yes, and I'm really excited about yeah. being out. That's <laughs> good as it gets at the moment isn't it and I think we have to kind of make the most of um the good as it gets yeah yeah um and the last question I have yeah. slippers or cozy socks yeah socks socks yeah socks yeah, yeah I'm yeah I, got, I did buy a couple of really nice uh, pairs of socks and I just kind of put them on yeah yeah it's nice comfort feeling yeah. oh gosh Deborah it's been absolutely brilliant no, chatting. I really, really enjoyed it. As I yeah. said, it doesn't feel like we're meeting for the first time. We've had a really good chat. And I'm really, yeah. really glad that you've been, you know, able to share 
some really yeah. really valuable things well I just would love if someone else get gets what I get out of yeah. my art journey if they find something that they can yeah. help themselves through this through this rocky tricky journey then that's pretty good isn't it That'd absolutely absolutely um Deborah where can people find you um well I'm on Instagram as at core art journaling which is c-o-r-e art journaling and then I've got my website which is coreartjournaling.com where else am I I'm on Facebook yeah as core art journaling brilliant (laughs) a lot of that going on so yeah Facebook Instagram um LinkedIn I think I'm on so yeah I kind of have have all the platforms going but I guess um, if anyone wants to jump onto any of your courses, is it best if they follow you on Instagram and Facebook? Oh, yeah, I've got a link straight through. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, that's really simple and really easy. Um, just go into the bio and link. link in. Brilliant. I'll put those up in the show notes as well to make Thank it easier. And then, yeah, honestly, if you are looking for something to do and you're looking for something creative and you're not even sure if you can, but can just jump onto one of uh, Deborah's courses because I trust me, they I haven't been on one, but I have watched and I have seen her stuff on Instagram and I've always been inspired. So give yourself the gift, I think. Give yourself yeah. permission to give yourself something. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank for you. Joining me I've today. really enjoyed it. I don't want it to end. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we will definitely. I think we've got to... a lot more to talk about, haven't we? We have. We have. We'll have yeah. to definitely do another another podcast and I think the subject of habits is one that we need to think about when you've done more exploration Mm -hmm. we can come back and we can talk more about that that'd be brilliant but thank you again so much Deborah for sharing your story thank you so much and it's been so nice to connect with you and being oh gosh yeah I'm looking forward to feel passionate about yeah many more chats many more chats so thank you so much Deborah pleasure I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Deborah. Um, And I really want to thank you, Deborah, for being so open, so vulnerable uh, and so, you know, so happy to take this deeper dive with me, really this challenging deeper dive, because this isn't a journey that is easy to take. and as Deborah said, she's been in therapy, she's done all sorts of therapeutic interventions, and then she's, you know, if she's finally come across something that has um, kind of culminated in all that and giving her the springboard for her own her own platform for change. And I just wanted to add as a caveat here that if you ever feel like, you know, it, it's too much and if you're experiencing anything, 
anything challenging, anything really, really demanding of your emotional state, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to a mental health practitioner or your GP for additional support because, you know, sometimes we really need those extra bits of shelving and extra bits of scaffolding to, you know, in order to help us navigate these spaces so we can see um, a little bit better. So I just wanted to add that as well. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening. And again, thank you, Deborah, for this brilliant conversation. Please don't forget to rate, review and share because together, um, the more we share, the more we rate, it kind of really helps, helps us all reach more and more people more and more people not more more <laughs> um people with the with the message and with that intention of being able to say let's break down these preconceived ideas um about talking about mental health and normalize these conversations and encourage um each other and others to seek mental health support brilliant thank you so much I have a lot more podcasts coming up. I'm quite excited for the guests that are coming up. Um, And I will see you soon. All right, take care now. 